What are you guys' thoughts on cold opens for podcasts? Um, they take up a lot of time, but they're so fun. You know what? We're already running so late. What time is it? 7.23. Ooh, we can't do a cold open. Ready, Sam? Okay. Hello, Hello. and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have two repeat guests, Andy McCarley. Hello. And Wander Bushes. Hi, what's up? And today <laughs> we are talking about the film Changing Lanes, released in 2002, written by Chap Taylor and Michael Tolkien, directed Chap. by Roger Mitchell. The plot being that a successful young lawyer and a middle-aged insurance salesman get into a car crash. It's more like a fender bender. Uh, On a highway, and though. Yeah. The lawyer, played by Ben Affleck, uh, runs away without giving Samuel Jackson, the middle-aged guy, his insurance information. So Samuel Jackson decides to ruin his life. <laughs> it's, it, uh, but it's less about the insurance information and more about the ride. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Samuel... I mean, Samuel L. Jackson first tries to give... Like, he's he tries to be a menial first and tries to get the information back. I think that Ben Affleck was trying to ruin his life more. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, well, he's like, uh, give me a ride. Like, I've got some place to be. And he's like, better luck next time and just drives away. Like, the lack of ride was the real factor here. Yeah. And then, True. And then even after that, Samuel L. Jackson almost sends over the documents just willy-needly, like a nice guy. All right. But then he gets that phone call from Ben Affleck that's like, screw you, dude. We don't have to get that far ahead so quickly. Oh, so we open <laughs> on a very high-speed car tire um perspective montage of new york city that Which was exciting to me just gave me like a pts flashback to driving in new york during rush hour yeah new york city is really the fifth character in changing <laughs> <laughs> they showed the uh twin towers they did and this movie was released after 9 11 so it was a conscious yeah. decision do you to think do they that. they included a warning at the beginning maybe for people for whom that would be triggering trigger was warning not, twin towers triggers yeah. were not um <laughs> were not a thing in the early 2000s yeah. yeah i don't know so um we open after uh, after the car tire perspective on Samuel Jackson checking out a house that he's about to buy for uh, his kids and his soon-to-be ex-wife to live in. Uh, and the real estate agent says, like, oh, you've got some lucky you've got some lucky kids. And he goes, I'm a lucky dad. Which warmed my heart, personally. It warmed me, too. I really liked that. Um, I, I also really like the juxtaposition, the start, right, where you have Samuel Jackson checking out his apartment. Mm. And then it's bouncing back and forth with this concert. And you're like, what are we doing here? Yeah. This, the kids' uh, concert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's cool stuff. I liked how, um, so basically the, the sort of through line of this movie is that um, it's essentially a movie about two men realizing uh, the potential that they have within themselves for bad behavior. Mm. Uh, we see it like a little. Like The Dark Knight. Maybe. Fuck you. I don't want to talk about Batman right now. That movie's better. Uh, No, honest to God, guys. You're about to announce that you love this movie. Am I dumb if I loved this movie? Are you serious? I really enjoyed it, yeah. Is it better than Muriel's Wedding? No. (laughs) Okay. But I really, really liked it. I liked the way it wrapped up, but I definitely texted you in the middle of watching it and was like, this movie is depressing me. Yeah. I got a little distracted. A possum tried to get into my room <laughs> while I was watching the movie. What? 
Um, so I enjoyed it. It's because you leave your fucking like door open. Isn't this the second Why, or third time? One constantly full of like your neighborhood of feral girl cats. cats. Okay, backstory. <laughs> In Wander's bedroom, he has a door that just opens into the outside world that he leaves open during the night where to let do you like live? cats. I know where you in. live. I find out every week where you live. Wander Wander lives in Queens, and he just thinks that it's a fairy tale land where he can leave his fucking bedroom door open for the world to see. Terrible. Idea. The yeah. fact that you haven't been murdered yet <laughs> is astonishing. It's to me. truly only because you are. It's only because you're like like if over you, if, six if, foot. If, if, it, if it was me living in that apartment and I left the door open, I would have been. Andy killed. would have been killed six times. Sure. And not because I'm not ferocious. I just am that. Appealing. Are you inviting? death no i just i don't want to be hot so you get an ac yeah but uh so blossom tragic i was watching it on the porch actually so i was watching the movie outside having a nice brewski on the porch uh so you can afford beer but not sure. air conditioning yeah that's how it works yeah you work a full-time job yeah. you can get an air conditioner okay but anyways Sir, if I you have... buy an ac i will install it for you for free all right just so you want to have feral cats in your room. They're not feral. They're the neighborhood cats. They're all really well groomed. Are they played by Judy Dench and Taylor the Swift? Only thing that's <laughs> the only thing that's not uh, that's not that is feral is the is the possum that keeps on trying to get in my room. Keeps on. Yeah. <laughs> How many times has this possum tried to get into it's your room? Twice now. But What's his name. I don't know. That's uh, that's too too many times. Yeah. yeah. So you um, need you need to close your door. Sure. So you're watching the movie with the possum. No, I just. What did the possum think of the movie? What do you like? Do you it like ran it? away really quickly, so I don't do know. Do you if like the movie? So the possum likes fan. your room, but not you. Um. No, he like he likes Wander's room, and he likes Wander. He just doesn't like Ben Affleck. It was probably trying to find food, is my guess. I don't really it. like Ben Affleck either. I really liked him in this. Mo- I don't think I've ever seen a Ben Affleck movie before. Did you see this Argo? Was my first, no. Oh, I loved Argo. Argo's pretty good. This was my first Ben Affleck exposure, and I was like, oh, I understand the hype. <gasps> he plays Batman now. Right? I, I can't believe I made that reference. I've told you so many. I, I mean, don't give a fuck early about ju- Batman. Ben Affleck is like early 2000s icon, like Jersey yeah. Girl. I never saw that. Wait, is that uh, Kevin Smith? Wait, 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 that's thought, the one. Yeah, with Kevin wait, Smith. Smith. That's the one. No, is Jersey Girl the one where the like eight-year-old girl, her school play is Sweeney Todd? Yep. Oh, my God. I've seen just that clip on YouTube. I know Kevin Smith from it. Degrassi. Ew, that's the worst place to know Kevin Smith well, from. Well, it's the okay, only listen. place I know him Yoga. from. Hosers. So in the movie Changing Lanes, uh, we sort of see the seeds of both of the characters' potential for badness in the beginning. When Samuel L. Jackson goes to an AA meeting and starts talking about how much he loves champagne. He says, I am champagne. He goes, I am champagne. But everyone applauds him. Everyone applauds him, but then a sponsor comes up to him after and he's Fuck like, Fuck his sponsor, that hey. Liam Neeson looking no, ass I, dude. No, I, I loved the sponsor. The sponsor. Dollar store Liam Neeson. Yeah, literally. The sponsor just comes up to him and goes, you, you can't be calling yourself champagne at an AA meeting. Uh, and I didn't, Ben Affleck, yeah. we see the seeds of his potential for badness purely just through his vibe. He just is smarmy, and then like a girl with glasses calls mm-hmm. him an asshole and runs away, and we're like, I guess he's an asshole. Her, what, her name's Nina Dunn, and I'm Mina. like, Lena Dunham? No, Mina Dunn. Mina Dunn. Which is super cool as a name, I think. Mina. But, okay, so he calls himself Champagne, and then that ceases to be his personality for the rest of the movie. Like, he is not... Oh, he's not bubbly. He's not Champagne at all. He's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I think Samuel champagne. L. Jackson could be Champagne, but, but this no, Samuel L. Jackson is can be anything. not Champagne. This is actually the first movie where he doesn't play Samuel L. Jackson, I feel like, that I've seen. 
You know what I mean? It's very because he's his very charismatic. This is very usually, from Shaft. yeah, he's very charismatic. Usually, very which like, this is Tony and uh, Samuel's second movie together. They don't have any scenes. They don't. That's but true. Tony was in Shaft, um, and she was in this. Tony's has the same hair she had in her last movie, Dinner with Friends. Um, Great hair. It's a little bit different, but mostly the same. Just want to put that it's, out there for our listeners visualizing Tony's hair, movie to movie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I liked the rain. I liked the rain as well. I thought it was very good. I think that this movie did a very, I would say, almost Shakespearean job of portraying two. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake just dissociated. <laughs> um, Ooh. I told, wait, we're recording two episodes today, this and Dinner with Friends, which would have come out last week when you're hearing this. Um, I texted Jake earlier and said, I'm more excited to talk about one of these movies than I am about the other. I truly I was more thought, excited for Changing Lanes. I thought you were more excited for Dinner with Friends because I was exponentially more excited. No, I didn't give a movie. fuck about Dinner with Friends. Listen. <laughs> Listen, this movie is almost Shakespearean in the way that it has the two protagonists facing off against like immovable forces there's rain there's time cars there's racism <laughs> but it's also so shakespearean in the way that they make decisions based off of like false information and yeah. it just ends up fucking them over and like, based off very, of their like... thirst for power they're really just seeking power in a world that isn't really well ben affleck has so much power in this movie he yeah. doesn't really have he's a wall street he, lawyer he, he, he ben affleck doesn't want for anything he's just kind of an asshole samuel jackson has like problems in his life that he's uh facing it, it kind of seems like, though, that like Ben Affleck isn't really an asshole. He's just completely ben, mindless. Ben Affleck is just coping with the fact that he has been leading a completely unethical life and did not realize. Yeah, he's like coming to in this moment. And it's really just because he's been like pushed by this family he married into. Yeah. Also, his wife. What a sociopath. Oh, so fantastic. Wait, the no. scene. Okay, there's. Okay, there is a scene. We're skipping forward, but. Uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck has a scene with his wife later on uh, when he's, like, super fucked up about basically, like, okay, for our listeners who haven't seen the movie, first of all, you should watch the movie because it's fantastic. Uh, and secondly, the uh, the sort of crux of what happens is that Ben Affleck is on his way to a court hearing where he's supposed to prove that this dead guy signed over control of his, like, multi-million dollar foundation to him. And if he can't prove it, then, like, he might go to jail, which I didn't really buy as a real threat. Like, if you lost the original copy of this document that you already have, like, a copy copy of, well, it was then in you'll the go to jail. 2002. Whatever. I mean, they didn't have... All the computers in this movie are large and bulky. Yeah, but, like, he had, like, a Xerox copy of the form. Whatever. So, anyway. Uh, when he gets into the fender bender with uh, Samuel Jack, he accidentally, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> like, drops a copy of that form that is so, so vital to him. And Samuel Jackson takes it with him. And because Ben Affleck was an asshole to him, uh, Samuel just like keeps it, well, and, and he like faxes uh, Ben a copy of the form, and he's like written all over it. He's like, "Better luck next time," and he's basically because that's of, what he said to him. Yeah, yeah. that that's what he, that's what Ben Affleck had said to him when he asked him for a ride because he was late to his like custody hearing and was denied well, custody yeah. of his children because he got into that. And car he wanted to do the fender bender insurance thing correctly because he 
needed to keep custody of his children. Yeah. Well, and also just because, like, the whole philosophy of the program that he's in, like, what his sponsor's always saying to him is you have to do the right thing always. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or just, like, even, like, just follow the rules in a sense. Exactly. Totally. But you were going to fast forward to okay, the yeah. wife. So anyway, so so Ben Affleck is super, super <laughs> fucked up about this. He might go to jail, and as he's, like, trying to get this form back from Samuel Jackson, he has, like, threatened him by, like, freezing his, like, bank account and, like, declaring him bankrupt. Mm. Uh, and he goes to visit his wife at lunch. And his wife just puts him into, like, a sleep paralysis nightmare where she's just sitting across the table from him, and she's like... When you cheated on me, and by the way, I knew that you were cheating on me and I didn't give a fuck. I stayed married to you because when I commit to something, I fully commit. Are you fully committed to me? And he's just like, uh, he's, he's just like horrified as she's delivering this monologue about like how her dad cheated on her mom and how like she was fine with it because she married into this like family where they're all just fucked up sociopaths. And, yeah. she's and like, also that she's like, I know who you are. I know you're not a good guy. I don't want a good guy. I want a guy who's willing to go out there and, like, fucking be a shark and earn money. And that means that if you're going to cheat in the business world, I know you're going to cheat at home, too. Yeah. And, and and Ben Affleck is just like, I'm a bad guy. It's very much a very power. It was like a very power couple moment. But also kind of the moment that Ben Affleck realizes that. He has oh, to make a change. But I've been this soldier this entire time, you know, causing havoc throughout the city of New York City. Business world, you know. Yeah. Um. It's kind of realization. Been an agent of chaos. Yeah, and destruction. Mm-hmm. Like the Joker. <laughs> Almost yeah. like the Joker. No, listen. I just thought her acting was so bad. Right. Well, at this moment, I didn't the believe possum, that they'd ever been in love. No, ever. she I, had I didn't no. Any of she was a full co-star. This was not even like. I'm like, what are you? Why did this not require a good acting, a good actor to play this part? Because well, they probably yeah. had already spent all their money. On their three, you know, okay. superstars. So, yes, and Tony Collette, by the way, plays the woman that Ben Affleck cheated on his wife with, and it turns out that like they probably should have been together the entire time. Yeah. Well, Tony Collette also like isn't like a great person. She's pretty chaotic neutral. Yeah. Oh, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about Tony, like she goes back and forth between being like, I don't understand who you're becoming. I don't recognize it. You're doing all these bad things, and then being like, Oh yeah, totally. Call this guy. He'll ruin the guy's entire life, destroy his credit, make him go bankrupt. Well, she, she also is a Wall Street lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, I just really can't like narrow down. She really didn't the moral have compass. like yeah, she she no. had nothing on him. Like she could not <clears throat> call him an unethical, immoral person cuz he like made partner at the firm. She goes I didn't want to become partner because I knew that I would have to do all this fucked up unethical shit. By the way, I have the phone number of a guy who hacks into people's bank accounts. Mm. And literally ruins their lives. It was a weird cookie cutter kind of role for her. Like, obviously she did a good job with it, but it was very like, this character doesn't have a lot going on, but they needed a name for it. Yeah, something that I weirdly loved, not like actually loved, but something that just like tickled me was the fact that almost every threat in this movie was so not tangible. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be a thriller. So I was not thrilled. It it, it wasn't like it, it was all like this here's what my... I'm gonna do. Like I feel like I, I feel like for a vis the visceral experience that a thriller is supposed to be, freezing somebody's bank account doesn't really <laughs> cut it. This is my second time on the podcast and both times the films have been called thrillers and neither time did I find them thrilling? Yeah, well, at least 
Sixth Sense had a psychological aspect of did of, it? Uh, did it though? Yeah, it was. Um, I wouldn't say it was thrilling. It was more of a dread. So it wasn't feel thrilling. It was dread inducing. So what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a thriller. It's, it shouldn't be labeled as such. But it is, though. But it, it should be. That's what I was but saying. But that's because people don't have words for the genre of movie that's between thriller and horror movie that's really just kind of a, a kind of a dark movie. A drama. I feel like nobody would But drama allow... is a blanket term. Yeah, I feel like nobody would allow a movie about ghosts to be labeled a drama. Right. Casper... Casper is kind of a, think about it, that's kind of a drama, right? Casper's a comedy. Oh, it's kind of a drama. The it's, it's a, it's a, a family comedy. What about, what about, yeah, it's people figuring out. Casper's my favorite movie. What about the, uh, the Christmas one with Ebenezer Scrooge? A Christmas Carol? Yes. Ghosts? <laughs> <laughs> that's a drama. I don't think exactly. people really, okay, I know that A Christmas Carol has ghosts in it, but, but no, I don't but think it's, it's really considered movie. a, that's a ghost, ghost movie. That's a movie with <laughs> ghosts no, 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 in it. No, 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 it's Ghost, a that ghost is a movie. ghost-ass movie. I think ghosts are the major plot. I mean, we're really getting off topic here, guys. But No, I don't um, want to be on topic. Let me say something <laughs> about A Christmas Carol. I loved this Carol. movie. I thought that this movie did a great <laughs> job at explaining the characters' actions, why they feel so powerless, oh. why they feel like they're just like cogs in a system that wasn't designed to benefit them. But Obviously, they're going to try to break the rules and fuck shit up. Sam, here's the thing. Imagine the exact same situation, but they're women. Would have been better. I would love that, but I also loved this movie. But the reason why this movie would not have happened had they been women is because we're not so fucking unreasonable. We don't have to... Some women are unreasonable. Yes, but this was like a testosterone-fueled, power-hungry, oh, revenge so... bullshit. No, watching this movie, I was like, this is such a male movie, but yeah. also I'm having so much fun. Sure, but like we would have like yelled at each other a little bit, been like a little bit pissy and passive-aggressive, but we would not have ruined each other's lives. Well, here's the thing. The stakes are really But they make really it high. better at the end. They the try stakes, to make things right. The stakes are really high. Okay, he's losing his kids because he's late in a fender bender. Meanwhile, Ben Affleck is, doesn't know what's in the file. He doesn't know, but he has an idea that his life is a lie and they, oh, they're frauding. Wait. Okay, One well, of my... first of all, first of all, if you'd been um, Samuel L. Jackson, you've been in that situation. You're a woman. You're non-threatening. You flag down a car. You make it to your fucking thing. That plot oh, line but Samuel L. Jackson can't flag down a car because he's a black man and nobody's going to stop exactly. him. Exactly. And he was on the FDR. That's, kind of that's, that's true. Also true. But if you're a woman, you're non-threatening, someone's going to stop for you. Right. Here's my question. Yeah, but also you would not flag down a car because you would get killed. Right. Like, if I hitchhiked, nobody would ever see me again. Right. The whole thing happened in Manhattan, so I'm kind of wondering why no one ever took a subway. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just one day. The whole movie was like one day, so maybe they just like there also, was, the train lines were down. Like MTA was just also, down he supposedly doesn't have that much money. Yeah. Why does and he the have trains a car? are so crowded when it's raining? Well, because he's from like Queens. <laughs> I can see him being from like the part like like Valley Stream, Queens, where like you need a car. I've sure. never been there. It's possible, but it's like super far out east Queens. It's like essentially a suburb. It's like between like Queens and Long Island. But then I can they see wouldn't be—they wouldn't be in a courthouse in downtown Manhattan. Then they'd be in a courthouse closer to. They home. really wouldn't, and yeah. um, and that's it's how, a movie. We just found the hole in this film. Holy yeah. smokes! This is the one thing that doesn't make sense about <laughs> what's, this film. Uh, what's going on the here? One and only. Um, yeah. What? So, yeah, what Wanda brought up earlier I thought was interesting, which was when he was going to send him the file uh, as a good deed, and then he keeps threatening him, and I'm like, you guys, just, like, stop. 
Like they kept maybe trying to reach out to each other and be like, it's maybe okay. And then battleground. Yeah, if they had just communicated at the right moments, the yeah. whole th- it would have been a non-movie. If only they'd been able to text <laughs> each other instead of having to wait till you get to work to listen to your voicemail. Oh, oh my god, god. and right? get faxed. Also, wait, okay, something that I loved was when Ben Affleck sends the original threatening voicemail, he's like stuttering during it because this movie is relentlessly human. What voicemail? When he when when he he leaves him a threatening voicemail like, oh, in the yeah. first like twenty minutes of the movie and he's going like, look, listen, I don't uh, uh I don't want to have to do something bad, oh, but yeah. uh, uh I'm 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 gonna because he's not a fucking supervillain. He's a guy who has been pushed to the edge. And he had an affair with Tony Collette. Who had an affair with Tony Collette? Which like, come on, wouldn't you? The best. Who thing... wouldn't have an affair with Tony Collette? Oh my god, which Tony Collette character would you have an affair with? Muriel. I would go with the nun. I just need one where she's like young and spry and speaking an Australian okay, accent because that's what does it oh, for me. Oh, you need to watch Cozy. Fun okay. That oh one. yeah, she's hot in that. She's def- She's you in that. <laughs> I'd I'd have sex with myself. Yeah. Um. Oh, but okay. Here's the one thing I liked that Ben Affleck did. I like when it's like that situation where you're like, my life's going to hell. What do I do? Fucking turn on the sprinklers at my job. Oh my Set god. Set a fire. So good. Set a fire. Loved. Hold but it up the to the only so way dramatic. to sneak in and see the files without them like right. seeing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love that. It was great. And then they're in the front courtyard and they almost kiss, which I liked. Oh, so cute. They lean into each something, other. Something. Wait. Something that we've completely glossed over is the character of the guy who ruins Samuel Jackson's credit. He goes to the guy, and he's just the most like he's just like. I make people do things they don't want to do, but I don't torture them. But he is going to give you that fucking file back. And he, like, just, like, freezes the guy's bank account, whatever. Uh, I I, I cannot even imitate what he was like. He was just a Sam Posnack character if I've ever seen one. He was in <laughs> the original Spider-Man trilogy. He was. He was played the lizard, but they never he, got He would just be, it. like, he was just, like, the most, like, regular guy. Just, like... Yeah, like, I'm not going to hurt him. Like, I'm not going to do anything, like, bad to, to him physically. And he'd be like, oh, so, what, you're just going to call him up and, like, ask him nicely to give me my file back? He goes, no, I'm going to ruin his fucking life. But I'm not going to, like, tear off his toenails or anything. Yeah, but then after they do that, um, Samuel L. Jackson is in a cab on the highway right next <gasps> this to... This is my favorite part. This was actually a good part. I love that. Okay, part of like what makes this movie so confusing and weird and messy and once again human <laughs> is that I feel like in any other movie, Samuel Jackson would have just like cut his brakes. Yeah. Because that's something that like happens in movies. But instead he went to the effort of doing this whole complicated ass thing where he like took the spokes off of like half of Ben Affleck's I'm, car's I'm wheels. I'm just gonna say that and, like, I'm loosening the lug nuts from a wheel is way easier than cutting the brake lines. But see But they don't do that in that movies. That is why this is such a relentlessly human movie. Because if it was a movie they would have gone with the more complicated like in reality thing of cutting somebody's brake lines when in the movie they went with the thing that seems messier on screen like it's a little it seems a little bit less straightforward Uh, i think that uh i mean you don't you don't have a driver's license true i do so if you did you would know that i do but i don't know how to but i'm talking about in terms of like movie language like what we see happen in movies you can't change your own time why would i know how to do that 
What if you need to change a tire? What if you get a flat? We live in New York. Yeah, but I never needed to change my tire when I drove. <laughs> Andy, maybe if you were a good driver, you wouldn't have had to have to change a tire. Yeah, what are you doing? I, are you drag I racing? I was a good driver. That's not how you get flats. You run over a nail. That you being a good I Maybe just, if you were a good driver, you wouldn't I have run over a nail. My dad would have helped me or something. My dad would have helped me. I was in high school. I didn't drive that often. Wow. I'm getting more and more upset. Trip, we had AAA. I forgot tension in this on this fucking podcast right now. <laughs> oh, uh, I guess I one thing, one point that I thought was really cool uh, is uh, during the litigation for the kids, um, Samuel Jackson's like Oregon. That's halfway across the world. Wander's and, so stressed out right and now. And the judge, the judge said, "No, it's not, and it's true." I looked it up. You're from there. Yeah. The um. I, that's originally why I thought you were named Wander because you're from Oregon. Yeah. I thought maybe your parents were hippies. No, but the they were like, he's gonna wander away to New York someday. So, I mean, sure, I'm sure they had some idea. But anyways, it ends up with the uh, circumference of the world is twenty five thousand miles. Oh my god! Right. Uh, but Oregon's only three thousand miles away from New York City. Uh, if they had moved halfway across the world, they would move to Nepal. So. Sam was laughing so hard as you said that that it was quiet. It was completely <laughs> silent. She's still doing it. Her hands over her mouth. She's losing her shit right I'm now. I'm getting a pen out of yeah. my bag. I'm sorry for the... No, it's okay. It's just I really want to do that bit, so I'm glad I got it in. I am too. Me as well. But then Everybody make as much noise as they can. We're forgetting, once again, another relentlessly human part of the movie. The judge says it's not halfway around the world. Samuel Jackson goes, it that is to me. That judge was shitty, and he was... I just hate it. the racial parts. I Samuel thought were, were done well. It yeah, is they were. to me because it is halfway around. Because it's across systemic. The world for systemic him. racism was. And 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 also just when he goes to see the judge and the judge is like, well, you should have been been here and like that attitude. Of He's like, like, I got into a car accident. You yeah, know. and that like lack of forgiveness and need to like punish. I feel like that's also. I mean, as a room full of white people, but I feel like that is a racial thing of like get your shit together. Oh, one hundred percent. And it also plays into the theme that this movie has of uh, people who feel powerless in their current world because there are circumstances beyond their control that they didn't cause, and yet they're still being punished for them. So what do they do? They decide to punish somebody else, pretty much the first person who pushes their buttons. I mean, like I did that, but it was always just like my mom. Okay. Something that I didn't like about the movie, (laughs) to be honest, uh, is the music. I feel like so much of the movie was played so straightforward and so like almost like a like it, it it was a very no frills movie in the way that it was shot. Like even the original crash is like it happens like a real crap like a yeah. real fender bender oh my God. would happen. It's just like very quick, like it's a blink and you miss it type thing. There's no lead up, there's no like nothing. But then occasionally <clears throat> there will be a scene with this weird like Spider Man music. And I'm like, yeah. well, that's what makes on? it a thriller. I thought it was an action movie, and it wasn't. No, like, like it's it's not an action movie, but sometimes just randomly, there's action movie music during a scene yeah. that doesn't warrant it, and I'm like, what's going on? I guess Wall Street's kind of action packed. Mm. I also love that it was like a charity organization, and they were like the crooked lawyers that run a charity organization. Oh, love it, love it, love it, love it. Wall Street being action packed is like just what, and only a thing that like finance bros you go on dates with off of Tinder will ever say. <laughs> right. But it's super thrilling, you know, to get that marketing meeting down. You know, 
It's exciting stuff. So you work from home. Yeah. And do comedy in your in your. In your <laughs> so I was just trying to do a bit. My badge. I didn't think <laughs> I was gonna bit. get called out for working from home with my door open with stray cats constantly walking in. <laughs> And the occasional possum. And I'm like, is that a cat? No, it's a possum. Get out of here. And I kick the possum out, but then the cats leave as well, and I'm sad. You should just get a cat. Yeah, no, but my landlord doesn't allow pets. Well, apparently he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't allow pets. See, all you got to do is you have to sneak in the cat through this outside door, and then he will never know what's yeah, in there. Yeah, he will never know. He never checks the apartment, so it's fine. Who but here has been in a car accident? Oh, I've been one. I've been in a few. Um... Once I was driving my Ford F-150 and the brakes just straight up went out and I like tapped the bumper of the dude in front of me. And it's because it... I cut your brakes. Oh, Because it was shit. not that hard. Shit. No, it is really hard. Actually, <laughs> the, uh, Carfax, the Ford F-150 from 1998 infamously has brakes that will like go out and you have to like tighten these screws anyways. I was in a coxswain once, but it was, uh, my dad was driving, so I wasn't the one driving, so it was nice. Oh, I've been <laughs> in three... Um, I once fell asleep kind of behind the wheel on the oh. highway. I rear-ended a guy. I just kind of fall asleep. <sighs> you said you didn't drive very often, but you still managed to get into three car accidents. No, um, two of them were caused by me, and one of them was not. <laughs> sure, it doesn't matter. You're still in three, and you didn't drive that much. Okay, and then the back, you've sorry. never had to change a tire, but you've caused two car accidents. The second yeah. one was I was in a car with my friend, and she didn't look both ways at a four-way stop. And then the third one was last year. Because I hadn't driven in such a long time. No, that's not why. It's because <laughs> New Jersey at night, sure. construction, and there were no spotlights on the construction zone. And then there was a sign that was like, hey, um, by the way, there's a no more lane in five feet. And, um, the sign literally said, said that. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think the real problem was that the sign wasn't assertive enough. No, it really it, undermined it, itself. It, didn't, in the, it did. Language. No, literally there was no spotlight. And then all of a sudden the median was approaching me, and I, I had to be in one lane. Anyway, I like ran into the median, and someone ran into me. They tried to sue me, but it was a rental car, so Ava's got my back. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know. No one cares. <laughs> you think who, the people who hit me yeah. are going to listen to this? Um <laughs> But uh, no, it was weird. But the the fucked up part was that we were stranded in New Jersey an hour before the car was due in East Harlem, and um, but the tow truck driver dropped us off at the station. Uh, nice. Something that I actually didn't like about this movie, which <laughs> there was just so much to love about this movie, but mm. one thing that I didn't like was how often the characters just say what the plot of the movie is after uh, Ben oh Affleck like, turns off the the, the sprinklers turns on the sprinklers at his job and he's sitting outside on the like fountain with Tony. He's just like, today I got into a car accident and then I turned off somebody's bank account <laughs> and then I started a fire at my job and blah, 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 blah. It's like, is this- That's the- what I did love about the movie. No, I kind of like that it scene because it really highlighted that that day He framed like the unusual so thing. Right, really right, which uh, Ian would be, Ian Heron would be proud. Yeah. It was a whole day. It was just a day. I love, okay, I do love when all the action happens in one day. It's very, as you would say, Shakespearean, it's very Greek. It's very Shakespearean. Um, But yeah, it all happened in one day, and it was all on a Good Friday. Was it all on Good Friday? Because he goes to church at the end. Well, he says it's Good Friday earlier. And I hate hate a confession booth moment with a priest. Oh, I thought it was so funny. He gets into confession and says no. I just hate those movies. He sits in the confession booth, and the priest is like, do you have anything you want to confess? And he goes, no. Like, why are you there then? And I think think he just wanted some alone time, but it's like, dude, find a bathroom stall. I think what what he did to Daniel L. Jackson, so he, after Samuel L. Jackson takes the tire off his car, 
and he gets in another car accident. Which, by the way, I love Samuel Jackson taking a taxi and just telling him to fall. He just wanted to watch it happen. I know, and then he crashes, and then he like calls his kid's school, who's already not allowed to see his kids anymore, and he calls the kid's school saying that he's going to come kidnap them, and then they're like, they, he is handcuffed in front of his kids. Yeah. What Ben Affleck did was worse. It was worse. Because um, he's a white man who got away with it. And then he realizes that. When he sees, like, two children, innocent children, like, sobbing. Sure. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I think that also it's probably a product of racism that we see more of Ben Affleck's personal journey throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. White savior, totally. Yeah. We, we follow felt, his point of view a lot more. There were mm. moments where it felt, like, very much like Samuel L. Jackson suffering was there to, only to serve as, like, teaching Ben Affleck a lesson. <laughs> mm, yeah. Definitely. And then what happens? Yeah, I think that uh, I think it was Marsha Norman who said that <gasps> any mother. I know who said that any play or story I guess can really only have one main character. <gasps> no. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, and the uh, neither does Kenny Finkel. Um, but if that's true, then the main character in this play, in this movie, it's like a play because it's so good. Uh, I do think that might is probably be the case for movies, though, because I think yeah. following one character in a movie is way easier to do. Definitely. It's like how TV shows, like by episode, like Marsha Norman never plot. saw New Year's Eve. Marsha Norman never Michelle. saw Cloud Alice. Do you know uh, for Friends <clears throat> they actually try to figure out who the main character was, and you you'd think it was Rachel, right? Mm-hmm. But like they basically added up the number of lines and the the number of scenes that the characters were in, as well as how many times their names were mentioned, um, when they weren't in a scene. Ross was the main was character. Yeah. God yeah. damn it! Jeez. I know. Well, see, there's just the fact that that's the name that happens the most often. I feel like. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, he he was he led in every single category. He's more plot. Centered a lot of the time. He had the most something scenes, the most <coughs> lines, and the was mentioned the most. Uh, mm. Something that I think a line that really sums up the theme, the biggest theme of the movie is when Ben Affleck says Doyle Gibson. Which, by the way, okay, Samuel Jackson's character's last name is not Gibson; it's Gibson yeah. with a P, which is fucked up and wrong. But uh, Ben Affleck says Doyle Gibson is a man of no honor, but it's okay because no one else has any honor either. Which yeah. really sums up the movie because there's kind of like no like that just good reminds me of every movie. sad boy ex I've ever had who's just explained their bad by- behavior by talking about how the world is like a dog eat dog place. Yeah, when his ex wife Samuel Jackson's ex wife visits him in jail and she's like, "You're just like always a disaster," or no, no, she's like, "You're always doing this shit like." You know, you love your kids, but like you got, you realize you did this like all in one day. Like this happens all the time. Like I don't blame her at all for moving to yeah. Oregon. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like a nice date. Um, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> his sponsor also says at the end, you know, he's like, "Good for you, man. You didn't have a single freaking drink, but you did all this crazy stuff." Oh, yeah, you're yeah. addicted to disaster. You're addicted, you're addicted to, to chaos. Chaos. Yeah. So you that's know, what surprised me why the uh, Samuel L. Jackson's wife took him back at the end. It kind of surprised me. She didn't. I don't she think didn't he, take she, she didn't take him back. She just agreed not to move to Oregon. Oh really? Yeah. Well, she just smiled at him. She just smiled like, at him. From I thought she was a hallucination in that scene. Be kind of cool. Oh, also, what is up with Ben Affleck's weird half-baked girl at the beach metaphor? Oh, so dumb. He was like, this day was like when you see a girl at the beach, and like, 
Like, you almost <laughs> hang out with her and go home with her, but then instead you just go home. <laughs> that was this day. That didn't make sense to me at you all. Know, I was like, oh, yeah, that happens to me all that the spoke, time. That spoke yeah. to me, though. Yeah. Like a oh, lot. I figured it really oh spoke my to God. me. It's like when a possum comes in your room and, like, should I, like... <laughs> Wait. Just, like, marry it. <laughs> so last night, I want to... First of all, I want to be your best man at that wedding. Second of all... I'm not going to marry a possum. Your face is beet red right I'm now. I'm not going to marry a possum. <laughs> Why not? It They're sounds like, it looks creatures. like you're going to marry a possum one. Dude, I can do better than that. I really think you're going to marry I'm gonna a marry possum. I'm going to marry this empty Corona bottle. So last night on the train. Sponsorship. <laughs> I wish. Get a Corona. Should we get sponsors? promo code Tony. Um, promo code Tony for half off any Corona at your local bodega. LMAO. How can we, uh, how can we connect this movie to Glee? Oh, shit. Um. I, I have that. a way. Go. It's just the story I wanted to tell anyways. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I was worried. Last night. Last night on the train, there were these two men. Could not tell if they were twin brothers or lovers. Whoa. Okay. I took secret pictures. Oh, I have a story to tell after this. Go. Do you want to see the secret picture? No, because this is a podcast yeah. and we're running out of time. Valid point. But I swear... They were identical, yeah. but one kept draping his arm across the other, and they kept, like, stroking each other's legs and stuff, but I'm pretty sure they were twin brothers. Huh. Wow. But either way, I'd, I'd be in the middle of that situation. They're very hot. Oh, my God. Cool. That's white uh, gay erasure, Andy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I'm not going to tell the story of okay. freshman year. But, uh, no, but I have another story. <laughs> Um, last Wait, were, night, you, were you guilty of white gay erasure freshman year? No, in no, no, okay, don't tell it. Okay, uh, last night, Lindsay and I were on the train together, mm-hmm. and this pair of like, like mid to late 50s twin brothers got on. And Lindsay looks at me and goes, Why do they have the same haircut? She <sighs> goes, They're too old to have the same haircut. And then she just starts talking to me about how she doesn't like the concept of twins. There's this twin. She, she goes, I just think that it's wrong. And she and then she starts talking about how like, uh, what if like one twin was deaf and blind and the other one wasn't? So the twin that could see like knew that they had a twin and the other one was like, I'm just riding solo. <laughs> oh and God. then she got off the train and the two twins sat down where she had been sitting, looked at me pointed at her as she walked off the train and then watched a YouTube video together. So they totally heard us talking shit about the concept of twins. Well, you know what? There's these two twins who frequent my block. These two adult male twins who are like over six feet tall. And they wear the same outfit every single day. Disgusting. It's fun. It's horrible. It's really scary. (laughs) Okay, wait. Okay, let's continue to talk Um, about the... uh... I have one more thing to say about... A moment that Tony has that I'm not going to use as my Tony moment. Maybe I'll just do have two. Never mind. Oh, okay, yeah, we barely end. talk about Tony in this movie. <laughs> she doesn't do much. She's great. She has some great face acting. She doesn't have a lot of lines, but she does a lot of like a, like people come in and interrupt one of her phone calls, and she's like, ah, "What?" And that's yeah, kind of all liar. she does. She's a liar. Yeah. A liar. Yeah. A liar. I love lawyers because. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. I thought this movie. Am I drunk? I thought this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the rest of your beer. I'll take it from you. That sip. Yeah, it's backwash. Uh, it's backwash. It's for your own good. Um, the this would have worked better as a TV show, in my opinion. I feel like for me in general, my interest level in things. Not that it was a bad movie, but for me, not really my cup of tea. It was a fantastic movie. For me, um, I love the procedural drama, but 
in like a half hour format. Mm. How many episodes would this? Two. two. Okay, it's a two hour. <laughs> so it's just kind of more like a mini. Series. I mean, make it into three if you want. <laughs> okay. Sure. Sure. What do you think? I'm like HBO. But I love how to get away with murder. Sure, that show. Oh, I, I, you know, this is a very unpopular opinion, but I really don't like anything. Shonda Rhimes. <gasps> Moving on. Uh, what did we all think of the two like law students that Ben Affleck has to interview for a position? Oh. At his uh, at, at his firm. I really liked the second kid. Uh, and when yeah. Ben Affleck says that he's going to hire him, and he's like, "I'm going to hire you just so that you watch like how horrible lawyers are," and the kid just goes. <laughs> So do I have to meet with a committee or? I just felt bad that the boring first girl like went in there and talked about how law import is important to her, and then he just like starts crying. Starts crying because he's like, I should have given her my insurance. Yeah. He cries during both interviews. Ben Affleck cried. He cried. He, he did cried. that. Ben Affleck is a good actor. No, he is. He is. He is. He's very good. I have only seen him in this in Argo, but I think he's good. <gasps> a note that I just found that we all completely uh, forgot about is during the scene where he gets lunch with his wife. As she's leaving, she fully like makes out with his forehead before she goes. She like deeply, uh, deeply really? kisses his forehead I think that's for cool. like a long time. I have these friends that's at eighth grade and then that walks couples out. Do. I really like forehead. Yeah. Making out with a forehead? Yes, mm. it's like. A tender not, not like gesture. a not like a forehead kiss, but like fo- like, like she tongue. was at like she was weird. tonguing his forehead. My friends in eighth grade that were dating, they used to like be in the hallway in the middle of between classes, like licking each other's foreheads. Oh That's my crazy. god! I like forehead kisses. But do you like tonguing nice. on your forehead? I no. don't think she was tonguing. It was just a prolonged forehead kiss. I just like bro. Like I think forehead kisses are great because you can like do them with your bros, you can do them with your friends, and it's just like kind of like a loving moment. I you really know like what, Wander? I love you, and I love your version of male friendship. I love you, Wander. Thanks, guys. It's you so guys tender are, and sweet. You guys are tonguing each other's foreheads right now. I you literally, and Andy. yeah. <clears throat> All right, um, awards. Guys, yeah, let's guys, do awards. I love Wander so much. Thanks. He's a uh, he's one of the. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys too. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> does anybody have any stray observations before we move on to awards? No, I've I've hella award to want to get. So I'm excited. I uh, uh I just I just want to tell you guys I love you one more time and then we can move on. I love you, Andy. Love Thank you me. one more time. I love you, Jake. I, I love Sam. you, Jake. I love you, Sam. Love you good. Love you. <laughs> okay, awards <laughs> here at the Tony Awards. Uh, we give awards to every movie. <clears throat> Uh, the first one being best prop. So, Wander, what was your best prop? Uh, the phone that Samuel Jackson <laughs> used to beat the shit out of the yeah. golf that boys. Was oh. That was good. I thought that was art there. So, it was art. It was art pop. That was ooh, that was art. So, okay, Andy, do you have a runner-up for best prop? Mm, I'm mad. That was a really good prop. Mm. Um, I guess I'm gonna say that it's the uh, the. Uh, the wheels that come off of his um, <laughs> car, the, the, the lug nuts that spray dramatically everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my best prop was Samuel Jackson's kids, <clears throat> particularly oh, yeah. oh, in the first. They were first, so bad at acting. In, in the first scene when he shows up and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I got you guys like a baseball mitt," and the kids are just like, "Fuck you, Dad! You suck! You're horrible!" And it's like, "Whoa." Jake, what was your best prop? Uh, ben Affleck's character's wife. Um, yeah. Yeah. God, okay, and I want to, like, I know I already said she was bad at acting, and we kind of moved on quickly, but, like, I don't think it's necessarily her fault. It's definitely the direction she got this role, but, like, that was the worst, like, 
you know, on camera class like scene I'd ever seen where like someone's just like, um, hmm. yeah, who's calling you right now? Our last guest. Oh my god, wait, pick up. Maybe she like left something here. Hey. We're, yeah, we are right now. Did you leave something here? Um, is there a jacket in here, you guys? Yes. Wait. It's under the seat. What does it look like? Red. Is it red? Yes, that's it. Okay. Great. I'll bring it. To, I'll bring it to the city. Okay. Amazing. Bye. <laughs> Keep that in. That was our guest from last week. I love uh, you, Jamie Bartlett. Who left her jacket here? Yeah, okay. and just remember, if you guys want to call in, just give uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so Ben Affleck's Should wife. I call Jerry? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be like, Jerry, have you ever seen a movie called Changing Lanes? Best Tony moment. Jake. Okay, so at first it was going to be this really great uh, moment. I have two because they're very short. When they're sitting at the fountain and then they get like a piece of, a kid comes up with shredded pieces of paper. You don't get two because there aren't that many. Yeah, there aren't that many. Oh, you're right, you're right. Is this yours? Maybe. Mine's a line from this scene. Okay. Okay, the line is when she goes, it's the file. Like super (laughs) deadpan. Like not even acting. And then the main one is that... um, line towards the beginning when she goes you need that file because for me that was her line Jake, we just said you can't have two moments no but this is the real moment Jake, no that's still taking can i two. just tell you why i don't it's my care moment? if it's your show that's too greedy you don't get two moments can i just tell you why this is my you moment? fully used up half was this of the anyone's moment tony collette does in was this, this anyone's moment though no. You used up half of them, so statistically speaking, <laughs> it's very I likely. I think we can use them in different angles. I, what I'm saying right now is I like the line when she says, <laughs> you need that file because, for me, that was definitely the line they used in the trailer that made people go, oh, she's in this. <laughs> <laughs> you need that file. Okay, the end. That's it. Okay, my favorite Tony moment See, okay, here's what's up. I had to watch this movie over the course of many days because my computer kept shutting That's why off you like it. and not letting me watch Stockholm the rest Syndrome. of it. Were you watching it on Pot Locker? No, it's truly just my computer okay. is fucked up and only works for like an oh. hour at a time before I have to shut it I off. I had to until get a stars day. free trial for this movie. So anyway, I don't remember what she does in her first appearance in this movie that I loved so much, but I wrote it down. I think it's that somebody like interrupts a phone call that she's having and she like looks weird about it, but I can't say for sure. <laughs> Andy, go. My favorite moment is that moment at the fountain. Not not about the file though, because I don't <laughs> think that. I think that was. I mean, that's a funny line, but um, no, it's when they're they almost kiss. Yeah, so sexy. And then they don't, and then they, like, part ways. And just the way that she acts when they part ways, where she's just, like, exasperated and, like, she, like, turns around a couple times. And it's like, yeah, you're dealing with a shitty dude. I can see it. You're you're acting that well. She's like, why do I like him? Yeah, yeah, why am I here with this married guy? Like, what the fuck? Come All on. of that was communicated without a single line. Good very job, good. Tony. Very good. Wander, what about you? I uh, like the the kind of like the I would call it the moment of Tony's duality where uh, mm. Ben Affleck comes up with the snaps for that word with the facts that says better luck next time, and Tony's like her jaw just drops. She's like, "What the fuck?" And then she's like, "Oh, but I know this guy." Uh, <laughs> and I just like that duality moment because it was a moment yeah. of innocence where she was like, "What are you gonna do? This is so fucked up." And like, <laughs> I got the connections actually. She like licks yeah. her lips. And it was just uh, just a nice moment. Yeah. 
Now we move on to custom awards. Uh, Wander, what was your custom award? Uh, my custom award would be best um, state uh, mentioned, which would be <laughs> the state of Oregon. Um, yeah, cool moment. Uh, for me, it's going to be a best um, pre current decade portrayal of men wrestling with their emotions. What would be the best portrayal of that from this decade? I honestly don't know. I just feel like it's happened. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just a guess. Yeah, there's... Um. Uh, my custom award <laughs> was... Uh, okay, so I wrote this down before, like, the second half of it happened. Uh, when Samuel Jackson gets the call saying there's an emergency, his kids are hurt, and he goes into the school and he's like, I have to see my kids, my kids are hurt. And the woman is like, your kids aren't hurt. He goes, oh, my kids aren't hurt? So I wrote down best conflict resolution. <laughs> goes to that because I was like oh like the moment's over he's just going to be like Ben Affleck got one over on me again but then he like still insists on seeing his kids because he like still like he 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 gets like weird like narcolepsy or amnesia or something where he's like but I have to see my kids to make sure and it's like you were just told that your kids are fine (laughs) there's a guy who's been stalking you for the past six hours like don't you think that maybe uh something's going on here that has nothing to do with your yeah. kids. But to do an impression of Wander, he was wrestling with his emotions. They did so much in that day. They did so much. I wish yeah. I did that much in that yeah. day. Okay, yeah. Jake, Imagine what being was that productive. Uh, Jake, what was your custom award? Um, I said Chilla's cab driver. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the one who saw Samuel Jackson hold up tire parts <laughs> out the window at a dude whose car then had the tire pop off and then crashed into the wall and then he just was completely unbothered. I mean we didn't see this cab driver but I assume he saw what was going on. <laughs> if he's on. not on camera then he must be unbothered. For the record right. it's called a tire iron. The tire iron? The, 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 the thing with yep. the arms? Yep. So uh, we have one more segment to go before we reach the end of our show. We it's do. called Is It Better Than Clock Watchers with Jake. So, Jake, is this movie better than Clock Watchers? No. Wait, do, I wanted to do a drum roll. All right. Oh. Can we now, rewind to do it with a drum roll? No, because drum rolls in the studio sound weird, and we're so late. Um, yeah, it is not better, but Sam thinks it is, right? I don't think it's better than Clock Watchers. I just think it's an incredible movie. You don't think movie. it's better than Clock Watchers? So, no, I don't think but it's better think than it's Clock incredible. Watchers, but I think it's an amazing movie. You haven't called any of our movies incredible ever, except for Muriel's Wedding. Anyway, we have reached the end of our podcast. Um, and we're fighting. We're going to put our Twitters and Instagrams and stuff in the show notes. You can now follow our improv team on Instagram at Tight Principles, which all four of us are on. Uh, we're really fucking good. We're really good. We're three-time winners of Indie Cage Match. Yeah, and we've been crack. we've been labeled as the sexiest improv troupe in New York City. By Self-labeled. Yeah, that was me who labeled us as that. But yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's the end of our show. Does anybody have any final thoughts before we sign off? My ears hurt. It was a good. It was a fun movie. I'm. I'm gonna go home and take a hot bath. All right. See you later. Bye. Love you guys. <laughs>